Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, it's been... Non-stop snowing here in Manchesterford, Englandshire, for at least 48 hours now. And I'll tell you what's so disappointing, that there is barely fuck all on the ground. Now, listeners in foreign lands, in Englandshire, when you get snow, everything stops. Like, everything. So not only has nothing stopped here, because, I mean, what else could you fucking stop? All there is, is wetness. Wetness and the fear that I might fall over and, oh my God, it's so fucking cold, I might die. It's all of the panic with none of the fun from the white stuff. I mean, I've said it before. There's an analogy in there that feels very suitable for 2021. And yes, I'm having a vegan sausage roll whilst I tell you this message. Episode 24. Tone after the Hello, 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 um, and welcome to After the Tone, the only podcast in the world made up entirely of your voice notes. What an accolade. I mean, why is it the only one? I guess other people have made the wise decision not to so heavily engage with the general public. Because <laughs> I tell you what, when you do, you'll end up with about 40 minutes a week of people feeling quite passionate about the flavour of crisps. A warm welcome to those of you already in the know. If you're new around these parts, little gift from me to you, get out whilst you can. Run. As ever, my name is still Scotty, that hasn't changed, and um, I'll meander you through the calls each week and give you my opinion because, well, it's my podcast and I like the sound of my own voice, evidently. Shout out to the wonderful producer Deb on the ones and twos, fiddling with herself in the corner as per usual, each to their own. And a special welcome, hello, to our friends in Premium Economy, the Backstage Crew. Thank you so much, as ever, for helping keeping us on air. Remember, you can join the Backstage Crew as well for a pound a week on patreon.com forward slash after the tone. All the messages done. Now, avid listeners 
will know that I'm living quite a nomadic lifestyle of going from one Airbnb to the other at the moment because I don't have a fixed abode. Mm. I moved into this apartment building this week where it feels like all of the gays of Manchester have been housed. I don't know whether on purpose or by choice. I mean all of them. Literally all of them. I turned on the Instagram and people were like, you're on my floor. (laughs) Instagram is new grinder. Anyway, so come into this flat, evidently owned by a bunch of Marys. You can just tell. They've just got away with things. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, in the notes for the house, the person said, I have some rules. (laughs) So I was like, fine. They were like, we really need the internal doors of the apartment closed. There is to be no talking in the communal area. Keep noise to a minimum and no cooking meats and fish, etc. Excuse me. I thought, fine. I know a prissy homosexual when I see one. We can all be accused of being such things. Anyway, I get an email from the Airbnb people to say a neighbour has made an anonymous complaint that I'm screaming, shouting and banging doors. So, this week I've had my own letter from the neighbours, and it wasn't for noisy shagging. So, this got me thinking about reasonable house rules, and whether or not you have, like, house rules. Are you a shoes-off house? I mean, I know no one's ever come around to your house since, like, 1066, but do you have those sort of pernickety things where you're like, no, don't put that there on the site, have a coaster. Also, am I being a bit weird that I've paid for this apartment and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to have a can of tuna. So if that is you, (laughs) or if you think like I'm on Team Scotty, I don't know, these homosexuals have got ideas above the station, we're going to read out the number at the end of the show. I would love to hear from you. Right. Anyway, I think we should get on with this because there's enough of me rambling and it's not about me. It's about you. Apparently, I mean, it's more about me than it should be. Uh, Okay, Debbie, press play. Hi, hi Deb. So my flatmate's dog won't sleep anywhere other than the bed because she's a little sausage dog and, you know, they're quite demanding. They're quite diva-ish from what I know of the breed. Anyway, my flatmate's partner and her do long distance. So I said, you know, how are you shagging? You miss an opportunity like that. And she said, well, the last time we just didn't, you know, because the dog was there. I was like, that means you could end up going months without shagging, you know? So she said they tried it in the daytime when the dog was in her actual doggy bed. And um, she started crying. This is the dog, not my flatmate. Mid shag, because obviously, I mean, I'm guessing they weren't doing doggy. Because she was like, what the fuck are you doing? That doesn't look good. So yeah, she started crying. They had to stop. I mean, mood killer. A bit weird she was in the room anyway. But the most recent time, because she'd come up a few times, the dog doesn't live with us, she'd come up a few times in a row. Obviously, you've got to get it in where you can. And she was just at the bottom of the bed and my flatmate and her boyfriend were doing bits and then the dog goes up and checks how she is, like, you know, next to her ear, yeah, you're right, and then heads back down to the end of the bed. And my flatmate thought it was the cutest thing. So she literally turned around and was like, oh, like, bless her, checking up on me. (laughs) And I just think it is an unconditional love if you actually find that sweet because I absolutely love my dog that lives, he lives with my parents, but... If he came up to me whilst I was shagging, I'd be like, fuck off. You know, he's the apple of my eye. I absolutely adore the dog. But there's just a line, you know, because that's your family member. And if my sister came in and was like, you're right, what are you doing? You okay? Whilst I was shagging, I'd be like, please leave. You know, I, if, if you don't want your child to see you having sex, I feel like maybe your dog shouldn't. Because your dog is, you know, to many, is like a little baby. So, I mean, for me, 
shagging is a dog-free zone. But I also think each to their own. Because, you know, some situations, you got distance going on. A bath is a whole other thing. But mainly just because, you know, dogs get dirty. Anyway, shagging, no dogs. But I understand. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call. And yes, I think there's a few things there I want to pick up on. I think being very breedish there by saying sausage dogs are this way and the other. I mean, how do you know? You said for yourself, you don't actually know. I also agree. I do think it's a bit of a mood killer, <laughs> to say the very least. But I think there's probably a reason why this sausage dog in particular was crying. Now, you used the pronouns of her for your friend and said her boyfriend. So I am going to make the assumption that they're heterosexual people. And this is why. It's because heterosexual sex is disgusting, immoral and ungodly. And the dog has been sent by Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Saviour, our God. And so... um <laughs> Sometimes I make myself laugh. But I just want to touch on that thing that you just spent. You know, I understand a bath. I really can't get this into my head with you. All of you are complete. You've all lost the fucking plot that you think it's okay to bath with or in front of or shower avec poor animals. <laughs> I just don't get it. Can someone call up and tell me, like, I'm I'm not losing the plot here, because animals in the bath. What next? It's disgusting. Hiya, Scotty. So, I thought I'd call up and introduce myself. I tend not to, well, I haven't left messages, because I'm quite content to uh, have Thursday roll around and knowing that when I press play from bed with a coffee... There's no chance of hearing my own voice. But in honour of, after the tone and the spirit of keeping conversations going, my name is Liam. I think only JRF can truly answer the question, but as someone who identifies as Liam, has left an App Store review calling out JRF and following him on Instagram back in the early weeks, I'm just going to put two and two together. Sadly, I've got no idea who Harry is, um, but I hope that he can find the strength to come through and identify as I did to quell any rumours or suspicions of gaslighting. <laughs> okay, great. We've identified Liam. Liam, thank you so much for this act of bravery of coming forth and owning your Liam identity, we're now just trying to find Harry. Which is a saying that I'm sure the royal family have said many a time. Um, I love that you listen to us in bed with your coffee. You sound like a scouser, or more precise, you could sound like a wall. You've got a bit, well, there's a colloquialism for people who are from that region, they'll know what that means. Now, you are more than welcome here anytime you fancy Liam, right? That there JRF has no control over you. Give me a signal, a sign, if at any moment you feel pressured. Okay? Lovely. Liam, a long-time listener, first-time caller, LLFF goes to you. Thank you very much, darling. Hi, Scotty. First-time caller. Quite nervous about this, but... I am also a secondary school teacher and I wanted to let you know that you have kept me sane, believe it or not, 
throughout this third lockdown. I listen to you all the time. I re-listen to the episodes and I just wanted to send you my appreciation of being there and letting me be a part of this community, which I love. Also, I just wanted to say thank you for admitting to eating the 20 share chicken nugget box because I always do that myself and I feel like I have to hide it and I would never admit it. So you made me really happy that there's someone else out there just like me. Love you. Bye. Oh, what a lovely message there from a first time caller. You know me with the LLFFs. Love them. Now, let me just give you a piece of wisdom from me, as per usual. The McDonald's share 20 nugget box is called a share box. It's not called a shame box. And if you share that with yourself, you're still sharing. Okay? So, you know, no shame attached to having all 20. Just as long as you're having it with sweet curry sauce or ketchup or both, we can be friends. I know there's going to be loads of people out there being like, oh, no, barbecue sauce. And I'm like, Hans, you can keep the barbecue because I've actually got taste a secondary school teacher. After the turn, listeners, could you imagine having to deal with yourself at the age of 14 every day? I mean, all power to you, actually. If I was that way inclined, I'd be outside my door on a Thursday giving you a clap, but I'm not. So, I mean, you'll just have to take your wage and hope for the best. (laughs) Welcome to the room. Two new people in the room. Look at that. We're fucking steaming through it today, Deb. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Scotty. So, calling because we really like badges. We do. And uh, this seemed like a super quick way of getting a new badge. It's, it's achievable, isn't it? It's not as hard as, say, the Blue Peter badge. It's true. We don't even have to go outside, which is convenient at the moment. Very convenient. So, we are first time callers. Long time listeners. Job done. It is. And we are that. Actually, do we get two? Because there's two of us, but there's only one call. It's difficult, isn't it? We might need clarification on that because uh, it's an ongoing problem we have sometimes being a collaboration. So mm. we'd, we'd prefer two, please. There we go. To be Better seen to ask for what you want. To be seen as individuals or are we seen as one? It's an interesting debate. I think Scotty will probably send us one, but, you know, maybe not. Right. You might surprise us. Either way, I can't wait to get a badge in the post. It's true, it's true. Anyway. I'll wear it with pride when I walk from the back door to the shed and back again. For all my neighbours <laughs> to see. So that's how far I'm going out and about at the moment. Anyway, we are also, more importantly, long-time lovers of your work. Very true. In fact, we particularly like it when we have the privilege of you being in our work. Thank you. Do we get anything for that? I think we should get something for that. Hey, do you remember, actually, do you remember when you slept in a cupboard for the sake of art? (laughs) Oh, and under the bed so that we could have your bed? Oh, yes. That was a brilliant (laughs) night. They're settled down soon. Was that Scotty? Is that going to be Scotty? I just remember him saying very patiently while he was waiting for us to go to sleep they'll settle down soon and I think he why said are you making him northern I don't know He's no def- wait it's more like I know I remember it was yes, like this it was like um, oh they'll settle down soon I don't think it was um that sounds he didn't like- say it out loud did he say it out loud no he, t- he told us the next morning that that's what he was thinking but he was really patient cause, I mean I think we were waffling on for hours oh, I just thought hey do we get a, a nickname too 
you know we love a nickname wonder what ours was going to be hmm i know exactly what ours would be are you ready for it go on cunt and hard on classic <laughs> classic i think we've got a call again anyway for the nickname really what? fucking hell we're, fine we're kill two birds with one stone here let's fine see. all right got it got it got it anyway anyway we love you lots we love you lots loving the show love it and one day we'll see each other one day in the future Knock your- bye bye wait 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 i almost forgot to say both of us have shit ourselves several times on several occasions yeah can't believe you just said that hunt it's a fact fine Oh, it's a worry when you know people in real life, isn't it? We had a call last week where someone went, am I the only one that's like, doesn't know you? And I was like, no, I'm just very over familiar. Well, this goes the other way. I tried not to be too familiar with these two because I actually do know them in real life. Uh, these are my friends. They're artists called Hunt and Darton. We've worked with each other on, on very many occasions in, shall we say, shitholes across Englandshire. I mean, that's all we get sent to. We get to areas where I think our funders call at risk. I mean, we've seen stabbings. We've had the fucking lot. with. So there's a bond there, a bond that will never be broken, unfortunately. Now, long-time listener, first-time caller. Yes, it was a proverbial badge, but the more that this goes on, I feel like there should be a physical objet d'art that I should probably think about making. So... Oh, God, if there wasn't enough to fucking do with you bunch of knobheads. So, okay, fine. We will look into creating a badge. Look, I fucking committed us to it now. I'm so sorry, Deb. I'm sorry, Deb. But, you know, these things were going to happen. Now, do you get a badge each or do you get one between you? Well, it's just one call. I feel like... I don't know. I don't know the rules, actually. Do you know what? I could sit here and ruminate on them, but I don't know the rules. So uh, if you've got anyone's got any suggestions on how this becomes a thing, like a Blue Peter badge, what did you have to do for a Blue Peter badge? Have to send money to children in Africa or something? I don't know. I wasn't posh enough to watch BBC One. Posh kids watched BBC One, didn't they? I mean, I turned over for Grange Hill. Anyway, let's buy the bye. Hunt and Dartum. <laughs> cunt and fart on. But cunt and hard on, I think. It does work. So uh, let's call you on this channel, The Canton Hard On. And um, I look forward to your next call. And perhaps maybe that will make you earn two badges. Because, I mean, you've got to earn your keep. You can't just fucking turn up once and think, oh, look, I've got a badge. It doesn't work like that. It's not a Tesco fucking club card. Hiya, Scotty. Listen, I've been doing some research and I've worked out that JRF first mentions Liam and Harry in episode 19. It's like start of the new year. And the reason that I know that is firstly because I listened back. I did some hefty research. But secondly, because I'm Harry from Harry and Liam fame. I know we actually exist, which I'm surprised as well at this point. (laughs) So this Harry and Liam mystique has been going on now for like a month and it's been eating me up. Like I've been having nightmares because... It felt like I was standing in front of the head teacher and I was being told off, which is, I definitely, definitely happened. Like, my school, they mostly tell me off for, like, kicking off and not following teachers' rules, which is fine, but I didn't follow them because I felt they were stupid. Things like, they'd tell me off for going to the nurse to talk about my mental health. Like I said, I had to go to the nurse for physical issues, but 
pastoral care was for personal problems. But the issue was that the head of pastoral care was a witch. Like, you wouldn't go to her if you had a stone stuck in your shoe. There was other things, like having to wear a school skirt and not being able to go within two metres of boys. All of which I found really difficult as, like, a 15-year-old trans gay boy or kid. Never really had the opportunity to be a boy, so I'm going to say kid. Anyway, so (laughs) what happened was I listened to your podcast since the beginning and... I did ring up like in November to talk about my queer Christmas cards, which went really well. Dead pleased with it. And then I introduced my partner Liam to him around that time because we we're going through quite a difficult time. And when JRF spoke, like his face just lit up. I'd not seen him smile so much like, in a little while. And um it just made me so happy. So for Christmas, I ended up messaging that JRF on Instagram just to see if they'd mind doing like you know a little voice note over Christmas just to brighten things up a bit and they did with all the tropes of the after the tone voice note trimmings it was just wonderful really lovely to see him happy so that's what happened that's how me and JRF met I just sent a little message off the back of this podcast and we've become like quite good friends I think so it's probably not the grand story that it could have been but we're all here to live our truths and if anything I think it shows the way in which you know your podcast connects people who would have otherwise have never met so thank you and hopefully we can put these devilish rumours about who Liam and Harry are to bed because you know I need to be able to sleep because I've been having sweats about this (laughs) so before any more rumours start myth debunked I'm Harry, Liam is my partner, we do exist and we just like listening to you all, really. We just love feeling like we're amongst friends, so thank you. Look, we've debunked the myth that JRF was unwilling to debunk. JRF being the Trump of this situation and Harry and Liam being the QAnon conspiracy. I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad bad analogy, but you know what I mean. We've debunked a conspiracy theory. These two people actually exist. Now, I think Harry and Liam should be the first people to get an LLFF badge, really, myself, if we go down that avenue path. But I'm glad we've got past it. And thank you so much there for all the disclosure about talking about your life and being trans and being gay. And that brings me on to a really lovely subject, actually. We get to see all of your data. (laughs) Maybe we're QAnon. We get to see all of your data. And what's really beautiful, well, what I find really beautiful, is that our listeners who identify as non-binary or trans are way above the national average of trans people. And so it just makes me so happy to have, like, people come on and, like, speak about gender and where they're at and who they are, just as by the by and not, like... It has to be like the centre of attention. It's just like part of someone's identity. So I just wanted to use that opportunity to jump in there and be like, Hi, all the trans and queer non-binary people! That should definitely be a jingle. There is a minor complaint, though, that I have. Lovely as you are, Harry, and lovely as Liam is, I'm sure. Isn't it wonderful that you asked JRF for a little voice note over Christmas? Isn't that great? Me, sat here like chopped liver. 
Don't want to hear from me, do you? I know you listen every week, but by the by, just for this moment. Didn't want a little voice note from me. Oh, no. I'll just... I'll, do you know what? Give her her own fucking podcast. That's it. I'm done with it. I'm gone. Hiya, Scotty. Love. It's that JRF here. Hello. How are you? I hope you had a nice holiday. Hire the carer and hire the rest of the ATT crew. Well, JRF wants to share something with you. For the past 24 hours, I have been hooked up to a blood pressure machine and every 30 minutes, a little beep has gone off and then I sound like I'm taking off in a plane and I'm just waiting for it to kick in. Hang on. Do, 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 That's the 48th time that's gone off in 24 hours. Yes, it went off while I was asleep. And you may have noticed that my voice is a little groggy. That's because that thing was waking me up every half hour last night. The reason that's been going off every half hour for the past 24 hours is because my blood pressure is really high. Now, you wouldn't think it to hear me, but I'm horrifically overweight. Uh, bless me. And so my doctor is very concerned, as all doctors have been very concerned about my weight since I was eight years old. So for 30 years, every time I've gone to the doctors, they've said, have you considered losing weight? And the reason that they're so concerned and had me put up to a blood pressure machine is because they said, oh, because your blood pressure is so high, you're 80% likely to die of a stroke or a heart attack. So there's nothing like fear to motivate one to get healthy, is there? Even though for 30 years, they've been telling me that I was going to die. Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to tell you. I haven't slept. I've had this fucker going off every bloody 30 minutes. I'm a little bit worn thin. And I just wanted to share with you that I'm just a bit sick of 30 years of being told by doctors that I'm going to die. Anyway, <laughs> happy season three, isn't it? Season three you're on? Season two? I can't. I, I don't know what day of the week it is, love. Anyway. Big love to you all. Love and light. God bless, sweethearts. And bye from that JRF. Oh, hello, that JRF. A very husky JRF this week. I mean, it sort of suits you. Sound very becoming. Which leads me on to my next thing. Waking you up every half hour. You should be for so fucking lucky. I mean, we should all be so fucking lucky to be nudged up every half hour. With that sound, though, I mean, yeah, it is a bit space odyssey. I think the burping is catching. I mean, forever, me and you burping. Maybe it's a fat thing, dear. Now, I want to touch on this. We'll go deep. Let's go balls deep on this one because it's a complex situation, isn't it? As you said, there is nothing like reducing your blood pressure than telling you you're going to (laughs) die. We're trying to get your blood pressure down, so I'm just going to let you know you're 80% likely to die. (laughs) Oh, okay. I feel more relaxed now. 
It's a bizarre world we live in. I also experienced this, of course, as well. And I mean, even completely unrelated things. You know, I'll go to the doctors and the doctor will be like, why are you here? I'm like, oh, probably mental health. <laughs> I mean, you know, say it as it is, probably mental health. And the doctor says, have you thought about exercise? Well, the look on their face when I tell them the ways in which I move and how I move, they look at me as if I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm like, no, I generally do do these things, but I also live with an eating disorder and I'm also okay with my body because eating and fatness are two very separate things which we can unpack. If anybody wants us to unpack those things, we can, of course, do that at some point. Now, I've recently been holding a lot of guilt about my fatness because... I want to be a smaller fat. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want to be fat, but I just want to be a smaller fat. I don't think it's about the fear-mongering that's kind of culturally happening at the moment. There is a lot of discourse about the body and fatness between COVID, lockdowns, New Year's, people talking about their lockdown weight and all that shit and New Year, New Me. Like, done a lot to rebat that shit. But I just want to be a smaller fat and I feel guilt for that because I hold a position for many of fat acceptance and what I'm trying to unpick is it's not that I don't want to be fat it's just that I want to be a different version of fat fatness is so complex and clumsy isn't it but it never helps when people externally who don't understand the complexities of fatness think the only way we can be changed is by cure the only way we can be healthy is to be thin And we know this to be untrue, but also I think fat people are often robbed of choice. Hmm. There's lots there, isn't there, babe? Anyway, we hope to speak to you next week with less of a to-do in the background. And just to pick up, we are coming back with season three after episode 25. So episode 25, we'll have two weeks off and then we'll be back again. So yeah, you shot your load too early there, dear. We, we won't be taking our break until after episode 25, coming back with a new picture and everything. Mm. Feels like a very nice moment to have a little <laughs> commercial break, doesn't it? Let's read some gratuitous praise about why I'm amazing. <laughs> As ever, you know, we like to hear from you on the internet visions as well. As you know, your calls are great, but you know, it's also great to like talk to you midweek as well. You know, a little check in. Lovely little review here from somebody called Rachel that says, Feels like this week's After the Time podcast slowly descended into chaos, and I love it. Rachel, you sound like our kind of person, to be fair. So, you know, stick around. Another little review on that there Apple podcast is, I love the podcast. I binge listened all the episodes in the last week. I mean, be careful, because that's going to be no good for your mentals. (laughs) And if you listen to this, you're clearly a sandwich short of a picnic, because we all are. I really need to, like, at some point, maybe take a Pepto-Bismol. I mean, I need some full Steve before I take a Pepto-Bismol. Because all I do is keep on burping on this podcast. Anyway, when I go on the epitaph, it would be what she burped. Someone says, a hysterical glimpse into the wonderful world of Scotty. If you love gloriously funny humans, poo stories, laughing at and disliking Tories, then shuffle up and tune in. And that comes from the wonderful Polly Wales, showbiz friend there, giving us a review on the Apple podcast. So if you would like to leave us a little review, we're always very grateful of it. If you listen to a platform in which that allows it, or press that subscribe button. Hi, press me. 
we would love to hear from you. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D. Right, let's get on with the show. Hi, Scotty and all the after the tone crew. Kara here. Yeah, what are we? Where's the time gone? Suddenly it's here again, isn't it? Time marches on. Unforgiving. Loved last week's show. Thank you for understanding and teaching a light slightly. I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, what was I really sparked by last week again was, of course, the beautiful JRF. What an idea. I think you definitely should be a sort of, yeah, an Enos Arples dominatrix. And then you reminded me in my heyday when my first couple of years living in Brighton, I had to sofa surf on one of my mate's sofas and she lived with a dominatrix. She was a dominatrix. They were both she-she's, real she's. And that was a lot of fun. I used to let the clients in and hear the screaming and just the nonsense of what they got away with. One of her clients wanted an old dinner lady to force feed him. And so she used to dress up as this dinner lady and make custard rolls because he wanted to have it back at kids' school and be bullied when he used to be bullied at the tables. Genius. Perfect role for dominatrix in. That was a fun period. And also, it suddenly reminded me of a story when your hairdresser bloke talking about the hairdressers, the really trendy hairdressers in Compton's. I remember that place very well. And also, I had a very dear friend who um, got a job in there. He'd just come over from Belfast. He was a wicked colourist and some sort of... He'd done all the colourists and long extensions and all this sort of fucking mad shit. And I think it's when it was just turned into its silver stage. I can't remember the name of the place. Anyway, I remember a story. They'd been in there, and I think it was like a Saturday session, fucking busy as hell. She'd been out all weekend on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. She'd gone into the said basement where everyone was chopping up lines and stuff. And she got her little baggies confused. This was her excuse. She thought she was doing her little line of coke, but it was the K left over from the night before. Yeah, that classic one. And anyways, by the time she'd gone back upstairs to sort of unwrap the whole new colouring, long hair, fucking extension thing, she said the next thing that she knew is that she was calming down the hair and the next thing she knew, she was just on the floor with half of this girl's weave ripped out of her head. And passed out. One of his mates said, girl, you just literally were combing for a her and we watched you stand, but just slowly went back by gripping her hair and never let go of her hair. She started screaming. He went back, pulled her out the chair and sat down on the floor. I'll never forget. It just reminded me of that story, that place. Obviously, I think she got sacked immediately. All the joys of living in London and an elderly man, you know, owning it. What a story, her story. Thanks for reminding me of all that. And all of you fucking great crew, what we're doing, the best that we can do. Remember, stay strong, stay fucking true. And most importantly, stay amazing, stinking, lonely, upset, wondering what's going to do next. You, it's all good. Now, yes, time does escape us, doesn't it? But, you know, as someone wise once told me, time is a very capitalist model, so let it do what it needs to do. I really love... Do you know what? I love kinks. I love the origin of kinks, and I love it when people are so specific that they're like, force-feed me, custard rolls girl. You know, I think we should call that foie gras <laughs> I just love the audacity of the mental brain. 
Do you know what I mean? I just love that people are like, I just love people. Anyway, yes, you were referring to Pablo, who called us from Vancouver, I want to say, last week, and Compton's. Now, when you were talking about this story, I had a person in my mind that I thought, I'm sure they used to work there. Now, I can't name them. But when you said when they were from (laughs) Belfast, and they used to have all the colourful hair and stuff, and I was like, I know exactly who this is. Ah, that's what I like about London. Many people think it's a metropolis, but it's actually, particularly when it comes to queer circles, it is very much a village. Now, you know me, no stranger to the narcos. You know, mummy used to have a great time in her early 20s. And um, yes, the K not C, oh my God, it's always one. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know, maybe there's a doctor listening. But when that happens, someone always administers you a pint of orange juice. I don't know why, it's just a thing. But do you know what? I like a drug story. I like a good drug story, not a dark drug story, because, I mean, we've all got those. Well, maybe we haven't all got those, because some people have lived quite sheltered lives. I mean, maybe we could venture out. You know me, poo and a wee story, I'm all for it. But maybe you've got a funny drug story. I'm just putting that out there, guys, okay? Lovely to hear from you from the carer, as per usual, girl. Speak to you soon. Hiya Scotty, hiya Debs. I'm going to say hi to Liam and Harry as well. Why not? (laughs) So yeah, I think I need to apologise. The whole (laughs) me saying panda play thing, that was me just trying to be like a little bit funny and not thinking, you know, you're meant to have two eyes and two ears and one mouth. You're meant to look and and listen more than you shout your mouth off. And uh, yeah i didn't know anything about that i'm coming here to att and i am learning every single day so i apologize if i <laughs> offended anybody i literally just was thinking what would i like sexually and i really don't want a lot and just want to have some snacks in bed and maybe just once in a blue moon a little bit of fondling down there and i certainly don't want to do it with the koala scotty because yeah you're right they're, they're riddled and they're filthy and oh, i haven't got the energy for that if i'm being honest so yeah, in other news, I've had my first bag of cheese and onion crisps in about 15 years because of this episode just gone. So thanks for that. You know, educational, life-inspiring, changing my attitudes towards foodstuffs, learning. Oh, ATT, it's, uh, I think it's an essential listening item. Hope everyone's good. Oh, it's the Fat Lonely Queerdo, by the way. Probably should have said that at the start. I was just really wanting to make sure <laughs> I apologised for my ridiculous behaviour and not knowing. But there you go. We can't know everything. And I think if 2020's taught us anything, it's we have to take the note and uh, go away and learn. And that's what I'm trying to do. Keep learning. All right. Bye. Oh, fat lonely widow, hello, lovely to have you back in the room again. Now, a formal apology there, which you've offered up, which I don't think is probably needed or wanted. I don't I didn't think what you said was at all by the by. I thought you were genuinely, like, thinking and talking aloud, and, you know, I don't think you said anything hateful or hurtful. But if there are any pandas listening, I'm sure that that apology would suffice. Very important moment there where you said, you know, because I haven't had cheese and onion for 15 years and then you left out the reason why. Was there a traumatic experience? I hope so. I mean, everybody, you can't just come in this room and leave tidbits of information and think I'm going to say, oh, that's completely fine. I don't want to know about the trauma. 
because I'm in my head, I'm ruminating that there's definitely some trauma attached to it. And yes, this is a space for learning and growing. And so we could ask our school teacher friend there from at the top of the episode whether or not we could get on the syllabus. Actually, no, that's a terrible idea. I actually didn't say that. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, everyone else. I've just been listening to your podcast. I do it every Thursday morning and I've had to stop because you've asked about are there any Catholic saints that could be you know, part of the queer community. And I have an answer to that. So I I was raised Irish Roman Catholic by my granddad and he used to hold, you know, quite discriminatory views of the gay community and um, was also quite racist, selectively racist. And um, my favourite thing to do was to kind of come up with comebacks from the Bible for when he used to say things about why certain things were wrong and so on. And um, Joan of Arc was one of mine. So they were a cross-dresser. don't think they were trans, but who knows? And that was one of mine. So, yeah, and there were more. You can Google. There's quite a few that could potentially have been. But, yeah, I wanted to tell you how my granddad's evolved since then. He always used to say things at home, you know, about the queer community and his racist views and stuff like that. But I had friends from all kinds of backgrounds and um, the majority of my friends were gay as well but he'd still you know drop us off to the clubs pick us up at 3 4 5 a.m shove us in the back of his van drop us all back home make sure we were safe you know so as much as he said those things he didn't mean them because he treated my friends like they were his own i got married a couple of years ago and one of my friends who's non-binary was in my bridal party and um, I've known them for years and years. My granddad's sort of not had that much contact with them, but knows they're someone very important to me. So just before the ceremony, he says to me, how should I address your friend? So do they want me to say he or she or what do I say? And I was gobsmacked because I'd never had the pronouns conversation with him. And I actually hadn't had the conversation with my friend because we'd known each other since we were like 15, 16. And they were them and that's how their parents treated them too it's just like total acceptance conversation never really came up so it gave me the opportunity to have that conversation with my friend and say oh you know I've never asked you this and I'm sorry if it's important to you and I wanted to put that out there because I know some of you um, called in around Christmas time about the difficulty with Irish Roman Catholics and accepting those kind of things and you know he went from ah where are you going to get hanging around with that shower of insert gay slur to asking about pronouns off his own back so there is hope I just wanted to say that and share that okay thank you bye Oh, what a lovely call there. Now, I think you are a a new person. So long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, actually, I don't know if you are a long-time listener. The audacity of me. First-time caller. We'll go with first-time caller. And always lovely to hear another Irish recovering Catholic with a common accent from over here. Because, you know, that's another even more complex identity about being what I like to call second-hand Irish or a plastic paddy. (laughs) It just throws another spanner in the many wheels of what it is now also now i'm thinking oh my god do we need recovering catholic badges (laughs) jesus we're gonna be a fucking badge factory now joan of arc how could i not think of joan of the arc the originator of the bowl haircut joan of arc the hipster non-binary pinup 
How could I not think of them? Great. Fantastic. Yes, I'm sure there is more. I want to know about the niche ones. You know, like, you get those saints which are like some random nun in Cork who lived in 1901. And you're like, who's this saint? I want to know about those ones. I think we should go, like, really in. I want to go elbow deep. entertain myself here. Now, what I loved about this story is not only because, oh God, you know how much I miss my grandfather, but I love this idea of the mutuality of teaching. I think there's such a predominant idea that within our society and in our cultures that like teaching goes one way and it's the elders teach us how to be. And if there is something that I've learned, particularly around gender, particularly around like queerness and self-acceptance is actually what the kids have taught me has just been incomparable and I'm so grateful for them actually. The use of languages, the ease or the perceived ease in which they take their place, it gives me hope and you know I'm an old woman nowadays compared to these. So it's nice to see the learning in both ways and what a lovely lovely thing to come to you and ask you how For all of his stuff, there's still common decency, isn't there? And it shows you that everyone has the capacity to change. Now, you said the word shower there. I know that the English will not understand a shower, or let alone a queer shower. (laughs) But I think the After the Tone crew, they are a fucking queer shower. (laughs) To say the very least... And what a lovely place to leave this shower. (laughs) I've had a lovely week. Episode 24 has been a good one for me. We've done all the rounds. We have demystified who the lovely Harry and Liam are. And we've got to grips with the blood pressure of that JRF. We send you all well wishes and hope you're well, dear. And, I mean, we've gone our way through a fair few new callers. So, all very exciting. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm really interested to hear if you've got any house rules or you've stayed in places with rules or any of that debacle that I'm currently living in but also you know there are lots of other conversations going on at the moment we are talking about fatness and kink (laughs) I really loved the drug stories that were emerging catholic saints any of the above if anything has stirred your interest this week remember all you need to do is open whatsapp and send us a voice note to this number zero seven double eight two hundred And yes, we understand that it can be a very nerve-wracking thing, but, you know, we're a nice group of people here, and um, all it takes is just one press of that button, and then you're part of the gang. So, a final reminder that if you'd like to join the backstage crew premium economy helping us keep on air please join us over on patreon.com forward slash after the tone and we'd love to hear you during the week and hear your thoughts and feels of the episode hashtag after the tone pod particularly love on thursdays when you all start getting on the instagram and start tagging us that's really beautiful moment so without further ado from debbie and me it's goodbye goodbye After the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone.
After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, with shout-outs this week to Liv Morris, Lorraine Bowen, JJ Cranston and Podcast.co. It's a Debbie Productions production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.